Hello, LifeSite friends. We are here in Kenya, in Africa. We're talking to a very famous pro-life doctor, Dr. Wahome, who should be known to all of you and is not. In fact, the story, a story that's going to blow your mind, we're going to tell you right now and show you all the proof for it. You know, there's a lot of trust for people who give us vaccines because, well, they're just so safe and wonderful and good and have saved so many lives. Well, imagine if there was actual proof that, oh, I don't know, something like the World Health Organization, even the UN with backing that way, or Bill Gates or Gavi or whatever. Imagine if there was proof that those organizations actually created a vaccine to control population. Imagine if they gave that vaccine, let's say, only to women of childbearing age. Imagine if there was proof that they did this without telling anybody and that they did it in an African country where they wanted to control that population. No, that would be a bit too much, right? No. That's why you're going to want to stay tuned to this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. <laughs> Hello, LifeSite friends. To celebrate the momentous overturning of Roe v. Wade, we at LifeSite have minted just under 10,000 brand new limited edition pro-life silver rounds. Each round is stamped on the back with an image of the Supreme Court of the United States featuring the date that the High Court delivered this historic victory. And on the front of our pure silver rounds, we feature LifeSite's logo, surrounded by brilliant sunbursts and draped with olive branches, and each round commemorates LifeSite's 25 years of pro-life, pro-family reporting in America, Canada, and beyond. These one troy ounce rounds are 0.999 pure silver, and LifeSite has just under 10,000 in stock. They're beautiful, historic, and forever enshrining the most important American pro-life victory of a generation. This first edition LifeSite silver round is the perfect gift for yourself or anyone you love that collects precious metals and is passionately pro-life. And each purchase helps directly fund LifeSite's pro-life and pro-family mission. This is the first precious metals collectible of its kind that is directly supporting LifeSite's worldwide mission that you know, love, and trust. And now it can be yours while limited supplies last. Get your one troy ounce rounds of 99% pure silver today by clicking the first link below and celebrate life with all of us at LifeSite News. Let's begin as we always do at the sign of the cross. Mm -hmm. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Yes. So, Dr. Wahome, what I really wanted to speak with you about is something that uh, happened a number of years ago even, yeah. but it's very relevant today because um, there are a lot of folks who doubt that there is an agenda. They doubt that even organizations such as the United Nations itself would ever want to uh, do something antagonistic towards mm. African peoples, African mm. women, or anything like that. Mm. And specifically with regard to vaccines, everybody thinks, oh no, those are the greatest things on earth. They're always meant for good. We should trust it. There should be no doubt whatsoever. Mm. Would you tell us your experience? Because I think it's stunning and it's, it's something the world really needs to hear. Yes. Um, we had a, a 
major problem with um, the tetanus vaccine. Uh, WHO came to this country um, 2013 uh, and launched uh, a program apparently to eradicate neonatal tetanus. And the program was supposed to vaccinate all women from the age of 14 to the age of 49. And uh, that first, um, that first uh, injection that was done towards the end of 2013 went <coughs> very quietly. Uh, but um, the Catholic Doctors Association heard about it and were able to get um, a vial uh, from the tetanus vaccines that they were using. Uh, then uh, early the next year, 2014, they came back again, about just six months from the previous vaccination drive, this time a little more bold. Uh, and again, they um, suggested that all women again from 40, 14 to 49 should be vaccinated. Now, uh, our late Dr. Karanja uh, had been involved in this same kind of um, uh, experience in, um, in um, 1993. Um, and that time, this rollout was being done in South America. And uh, he got to visit the US and they were told what was going on and they were told um, the kind of um, uh, program that had been rolled out and they were warned about it. And in 1995, the World Health Organization had actually come to this country and again, that time, uh, Dr. Karanja, through the Catholic uh, bishops, was able to intervene. And um, the Catholic bishops asked the Minister of Health uh, to actually um, come and listen to the complaints that the Kenya Catholic Doctors Association had. Uh, that time, it was called the Guild of St. Luke. And um, when WHO was asked to test the vaccines before giving them to our women in the country, they preferred to go away. So in the 1995 uh, issue was never public, was never publicized, <coughs> a private affair between the bishops, the Ministry of Health and WHO, and it went unnoticed. So obviously when uh, Dr. Karanja had that um, uh, 2013, they had tried again, 2014, six months later they had come, um, it raised our antennas again. And we got a few more vials. And when these were tested, uh, they actually had beta HCG. And okay. if you could explain, yeah. what is that? So beta HCG is a hormone, and it's a hormone that is produced by the growing fetus. Uh, and that hormone is what um, sustains a pregnancy. But how does a woman develop antibodies to HCG? Effectively, an autoimmune disease where the body is attacking itself. This was the question that was asked and answered by vaccine developers seeking to create an anti-fertility vaccine on behalf of the World Health Organization, starting in the early 1970s. This research and development program was undertaken in response to perceived overpopulation. From 72 to 92, they spent 20 years funding the research for development of that vaccine. These facts are indisputable. WHO through its Task Force on Vaccines for Fertility Regulation, has been supporting research on a synthetic vaccine against the HCG molecule. In order to immunize a woman against getting pregnant or abort a successful pregnancy, 
scientists discovered that physically combining the beta subunit of HCG with the tetanus toxoid used in the routine tetanus vaccine was the most effective approach. Not only did the woman develop antibodies against tetanus, she also produced antibodies against HCG, including that produced by her own body. So think about it as a signal. Uh, if a woman is pregnant, that is a signal the baby produces to tell the mother, it's preg- the, the mother is pregnant. And that signal then would lead to um, the ovaries producing a hormone called progesterone. And progesterone would then be able to uh, prevent menstruation. So progesterone is a hormone of pregnancy. That's what sustains the pregnancy. So the HCG is a signal to the mother that she's <coughs> pregnant. Now, this, uh, this uh, particular vaccine that they produced had combined the tetanus vaccine and the beta HCG. And what would happen is if a woman is injected with this vaccine, she produces anti-tetanus toxoid antibodies, which would protect her against tetanus. But unfortunately, she would also produce anti-HCG antibodies. And what would happen is that every time she would conceive, her, the antibodies would mop up the HCG from her blood that the baby is producing to a point where she would never know she was pregnant. So no progesterone is produced, and therefore she would actually get no momentses. It's really diabolical if you think about it, because a pregnancy test would never become positive. And um, the, the woman would report um, to a, a, an infertility specialist, married two, three years, very normal menses. All the tests are done are normal, the tests on the man are normal, but they just won't conceive. And um, it, it, was a, it was a terrible, terrible thing to discover. Uh, so um, when this was brought to the attention of the Catholic bishops, uh, they then made a statement Okay, and um, that brought the attention of government. All the tests showed that the vaccine used in Kenya in March and October 2014 was raised with serum BHCG. Beta HCG. The human chorionic gonadotropin. The bishops are now vowing not to allow the exercise to take place. Calling for the immediate suspension of the vaccine. We are calling our people not to participate and not to allow themselves be influenced by what is happening without clear information. The story made headlines around the world. And government came on board and together they we formed what was called um, a joint committee. The government gave three people, we were three of, from the Catholic side, and um, they said that the test that was used, because the original test that was used was uh, just a normal pregnancy test. Uh, that would be done um, the, the, the ELISA HCG that you do on serum. They said because uh, these were vaccines and they were tested with an ELISA meant for, for blood, then this is not consistent. That was not the right test. And we asked what would be the right test. And they said um, the right test would be um, a high-performance liquid chromatography, HPLC test. And we agreed as a committee of experts that we would test the vials that we currently held, which were taken during the actual uh, vaccination exercise, and see whether the results we got with the ELISA test would match what we'd get with the 
um, the HPLC. And uh, the government also suggested that uh, we test some of the stock that was in place, the tetanus uh, vaccine stocks that were in place, uh, at the same time. And we went ahead and, uh, and did that. Now, the, the nine vials we presented, the ones that had tested positive using the ELISA method, still tested positive using the HPLC test, hmm. which meant that the, the, the vaccines collected during the actual vaccination exercise had HCG in them. Now, HCG is not important in the manufacturing of tetanus, so you can't say it's a contaminant. Hmm. It's never used in, in the production process. Uh, and it, uh, the one that was detected was actually um, chemically linked hmm. to the tetanus. You couldn't separate them. So hmm. even the spike we got was, was presenting um, a chemical bond, uh, meaning that this, um, this was something that was deliberately developed. Hmm. So the story is not new. It's exactly what had been done in South America. It's exactly what they had tried to do in 1995. Um, it's exactly the same thing they were going to do um, this time round. And uh, when the, the, the heat became a lot, um, then the way, um, I think 2017, the Kenya Medical Association charged us uh, to the medical board. Uh, that's the board that registers doctors and um, some of the disciplinary uh, processes would include um, your, your, your being deregistered to practice. And they charged Dr. Karanja and I with medical malpractice uh, about spreading misinformation uh, that our attitude towards the tetanus vaccine was going to affect all vaccination drives uh, and it was going to be a negative impact and uh, we were summoned. We actually got letters to appear in the, um, in the medical board. And the sitting of the medical board is equivalent to a sitting of a magistrate's court. So it's pretty serious. Um, so we appeared and we carried our documentation and they called in um, uh, an expert, a vaccine expert from the University of Nairobi. He came and gave us a long lecture about the usefulness of vaccines <coughs> and how they are tested rigorously for safety. And um, after he finished speaking, we were asked whether we have any questions. And we said, uh, yes. Uh, and we asked um, Dr. Soa, so are you familiar with um, fertility regulation, regulating tetanus vaccines? And he said he had heard about them, and the last he had heard about them was in 1993, and, they were, and um, they, there was been no further research. Now, just, just to point out that WHO uh, financed the production, the development of these vaccines for over a 20-year period from... Um, uh, it was uh, 1972 to 1992 hmm. is when they finally got one that would work. And um, uh, after uh, 1993, they, they stopped. By 1993, they were not sponsoring the research anymore. They had already found the product that they were looking for. And so the, the professor said that the last time he had heard uh, about that vaccine was 1993. Now... Um, we then went ahead to provide him with documents. Uh, so this is 2017 thereabouts. 
we went ahead to pro uh, pro provide him with the um, uh, published papers um, as, as uh, late as uh, 2011 that had shown that they had developed the vaccine so, so much that they never needed to put it in tetanus anymore. It was now linked to something they were calling E. coli, and it could be put in literally anything, any injectable. Uh, and therefore, the chairman of the board was very shocked. Uh, the chairman of the board at that time was uh, the late um, uh, Professor Magoha. He was very shocked about this. And he said, um, we need to stop this matter immediately. He's going to make an arrangement between us and the Ministry of Health so that we can discuss this matter and see how to bring it uh, to, a, you know, to a, a conclusion. Uh, and we were supposed to get the deliberations. They're supposed to be written, typed out. It's like a ruling of a court. And up to today, we've never received them. They were never presented to us. We were asked to uh, keep quiet about it, to keep it, uh, to bring down the temperatures, and the government was going to work on it. Uh, but then, uh, to a pleasant surprise, um, WHO came into the country, I think 2017, and they said we are doing a very good job with uh, reducing deaths from maternal mortality, uh, from uh, neonatal uh, tetanus. I think they did another review in 2017, 20, 2018, and then I think 2019, 2018 or 2019, they released a statement, again very quietly, that Kenya is now free of tetanus, uh, neonatal tetanus, yeah. and the vaccination exercise is no longer necessary. <coughs> so that is how they exited the country. Um, but uh, at least from 2015, 15, um, there were no more vaccinations, even as we were going through this, um, these uh, hmm. uh, reviews. So it is um, is one of those things that are very shocking. When you have a body like WHO uh, that is um, respected, especially in, in Africa, and uh, most practitioners would consider uh, a statement from WHO as, as, as very, very serious and something that uh, needs to be taken seriously. The same attitude uh, exists in our government. When a body like that uh, is involved in, in the injecting women with a fertility regulating vaccine and they portray it as a normal tetanus vaccine, that, that is really diabolical. Yes, so that that uh, is one of those experiences we carry uh, forward up to now, and um, UNICEF was involved because they're the ones I think who are paying for some of those drugs. Uh, Bill Gates and uh, and Gabby um, are always involved in those vaccines, so it's it's one of those things that people must understand that um, there are elements within each of those uh, international organizations that has an agenda uh, that is very clear. Why would anybody think they have a right to determine which woman should give birth and who wouldn't? Hmm. Okay, So it's, uh, it's, it's been a terrible experience, but I think uh, something that is worth um, sharing. Um, our, our colleagues... Uh, insisted that uh, if we had serious material, it should be published. Mm -hmm. And that if it's not published, it is not going to be taken seriously. And um, again, like God would, he provided us uh, a connection with um, uh, researchers from the U.S. And um, 
they were able to look at what we have, uh, guide the process, and we developed uh, a paper that is published. And um, you know, all this information we are sharing is now in public limelight. Um, they tried to discredit the paper and uh, to push the, the journal that had published to withdraw it, and we were able to push back um, and uh, even gave a rejoinder uh, to that paper. So the paper is still up and it is available, and um, anybody who would want to read will be able to find it. Just a quick note before we return. If you would like to stay up to date on LifeSite's coverage of the latest life, family, and culture news, subscribe to one of our many newsletters by going to lifesitenews.com slash subscribe. And if you'd like to help us bring our truth-telling coverage to millions around the world, please consider making a one-time or monthly donation at give.lifesitenews.com. And now, back to the video. Very good. So, has... Uh, WHO, has UNICEF, um, Bill Gates, Gavi, have they been made to pay compensation to the women, for instance, or to, has the Kenyan government taken them up, or who comes in when something this dastardly, this evil happens, and it's known and can be shown? Mm. Who, Who gets punished for this? I mean, if an individual intentionally made any girl infertile mm. there would there would be hell to pay true true what true. about mm. the world health organization mm. which has more money than any individual who could really pay yes mm. and and where is the outcry from the world mm. who then should never trust WHO. these who bill gates gavi and um, and even unicef where where is all of that you see, that's, uh, that's what is, uh, is painful about this whole thing. Not, not only did um, most of the world not believe, even our colleagues here uh, in the country failed to believe, even after we published the paper. Um, we presented, we made a presentation in, uh, in um, the Kenya Obstetrics and Gynecology Society um, annual conference. And um, our... our our stream had, uh, I think, um, at most 28 people in the room who came to listen to what we had to present. Uh, so there is an attitude. Uh, I think once people have trusted WHO so much, then you just look like you're an enemy. Now, nobody has asked for compensation. And one of the greatest challenges is that um, for us to be able to formally prove that women were injured, would need to be able to demonstrate the presence of beta HCG antibodies in the serum of these women. Hmm. Now, uh, beta HCG antibodies should not exist naturally. Mm-hmm. So nobody produces a test kit for this kind of thing. And um, uh, w- when, when you ask them, the first question you are asked is, why are you looking for beta HCG? And everybody who can manufacture it then knows what it is you're looking for because they would be in the know. <coughs> and um, those large laboratories that would be able to do that for us or manufacturers uh, would get their accreditation or licensing uh, through a process that involves WHO. And the international business would need that accreditation. So nobody wants to touch this thing. 
Um, and the other thing is that for you to be able to treat the infertility, because it's possible to treat the infertility, you first must believe that the antibodies exist, then develop a mechanism of neutralizing them, and we've been able to successfully treat it. But uh, what we are crying out for, if there is anybody out there who is listening who would be able to help us, is to develop a kit that would test for beta HCG antibodies. It would hmm. need to be a simple kit. Uh, in fact, it is the opposite of what would be a pregnancy test. Because in the, in the pregnancy test, what we are testing for is for the hormone beta HCG. And you use antibodies to pick it out. So what we need is a reverse pregnancy test kit so that you use HCG to pick out uh, anti-HCG antibodies. Hmm. And if we could get that, then it will be possible to demonstrate that women have those antibodies and they shouldn't exist in them. And that would then present uh, a solid case. Where did these antibodies come from? Uh, who is injecting our women with this stuff? Mm-hmm. We, we don't even know whether it has stopped or whether it is just the, the, the vehicle that has changed from mm. tetanus to something else. The, the evidence that we had were the ELISA tests mm. that were done uh, on the original vials. Uh, and uh, when you look at them, the, the cutoff, the, the clinical cutoff, because this is supposed to be serum, and the machine is calibrated uh, for, for detecting HCG in serum. And then this thing is not is chemically linked, uh, so it's not free HCG. Uh, what you notice is that uh, all of them, at least two tests were above what would be considered as a pregnancy state. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two tests from a lab that were above that. The others would have been slightly below what would have been the cutoff point. But when you look at the vials, even in different labs, you'd still see that the, those who did the quanti- quantification would demonstrate that those vials still had something a little higher than the others. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, So that is what the scientific world then uh, said, uh, because this is calibrated for serum and not uh, vaccines, then you can't use it. Uh, then we have the, the results of the HPLC tests, and those, uh, again, uh, would be present um, and uh, would be able to provide that evidence. All that is captured in the paper. Hmm. Okay, so all of them and the explanation are all captured in the paper. Uh, the the lab that agreed to do that test, because when we were joint, the joint committee of experts, we wrote to five laboratories, international laboratories. Um, there was one in South Africa, there was one in, in, in Germany, I think the other one was in UK, um, and then there was one in another country, I can't remember. And then there is a Kenyan lab that agreed to do those tests. And um, when they, 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 because the vials, you know, they're small vials, we had to bring in somebody to aliquot them, take little samples of each, give each of these labs um, their, their own tests, their own samples to go and test. And this was done uh, jointly. And um, all the other labs refused to uh, give their results. The government said they are taking theirs to Germany. Uh, up to now, we've never known what Germany stated. So hmm. again, the same fear. So you see, if, if those tests were negative, then it would be very easy uh, for them to come back and say, oh, you know, where we took our tests, they were negative. 
If we were lying, uh, and, and uh, because one of the directors of medical services actually suggested uh, that we had put HCG, you see, they, they brought in, uh, uh, we collected samples from the government uh, stores for what was current, but not what was being used in the in the in the vaccination exercise, and um, those ones were negative, and they they even tried to match the batches, and and um, in fact I remember immediately we finished the committee of experts said there was concern and the government should investigate this further, he called the press immediately after we finished speaking. And he said, I would like you to note that only the vials held by the Catholic doctors were positive. And we don't know whether they put something. <laughs> oh. Now, if you if you added HCG to the to the vial, mm -hmm. the, its chemical structure changes. Mm -hmm. uh, so there is, you know, it was all hot air, but um, they, they are very sneaky about that. So those results uh, are there and nobody has been able to challenge them. Right. And like I was saying, if we were lying, uh, then uh, whatever evidence we presented to the medical board would have been insufficient to a point where we should have actually been deregistered. Mm -hmm. That we are still practicing. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Dr. Karanja passed away. Uh, but that I'm still in practice it means that there is something uh, that must be true of the statement I've held from them till now. Yeah. That they, there was a problem then, and it's still not been investigated um, to its uh, fullest. Yeah. yeah. And the, the worst part is this has been going on for decades. As you said, Dr. Karanja found it before the yes. over a decade yes. before that. Yes. So for decades this has been going on. Now, you mentioned something about you were able to treat it. Did you actually find women who had this problem or had some problem that you think is this and you were able to treat the women? Yes, what we did is um, we 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 one of us was able to write to an um, to write to um, um, a manufacturer uh, a HCG uh, the, the test kit manufacturer um, for us to do a PhD study uh, and check if beta HCG is is present, and they agreed to make um, hundred kits for us just a hundred pieces. Um, and um, they shipped it in, we, we, we got it through DHL. And um, they, they were about 2,500 shillings uh, a piece. So we got a small package, um, about 250,000. Um, and, and what we did is we took, just uh, divided this into 30. Uh, and we tested women who were losing pregnancies, um, you know, and uh, nobody could explain the losses. Then we tested uh, a few women who were not conceiving. Then we tested a few women who had very strange outcomes, like um, premature labor uh, at uh, 28 weeks of pregnancy or abrupt placenta, sudden separation of the placenta and death of the child. You know, strange outcomes, uh, sudden fit of death inside the womb. And we found some of these women uh, had the antibodies. Hmm. Um, we also found some had the antibodies, uh, but had never been given the tetanus shot. Now, the only challenge with that statement, and that's why we've never made it public before, is that um, the kits were manufactured specifically on request. Uh, we've never been able to get any more uh, to be mm -hmm. produced. 
And uh, when you make a statement like that, it's always good to make it in the presence of a kit that any other colleague can go and purchase yeah, yeah. And, and be able to, uh, to to repeat the test and get the same results. Yeah. So we've never said that on, on, in, on camera. We never put it in, uh, in our study paper uh, because it's not... Um, the, 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 we were hoping if we do that, then we'd get some more kits and then do a formal paper. Mm -hmm. uh, but after that, we wrote a paper, uh, but we've never gotten anybody to produce the kits for us. So you were able to help women that, with this. So it's, it's amazing that not only was this dastardly thing done, mm. but you're actually able to sort of circumvent it. I mean, it's still hasslesome and it's still criminal that it happened, but there's a way out for these poor women who could be married, could be wanting to get married and never be able to have children or, or spontaneous abortions all the time because of this. Mm. Yes, the, 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 main, um, the main treatment is, um, is if you understand that the, the, the anti-HCG antibodies will reduce the uh, HCG uh, that the baby is producing, then you would understand that the progesterone support needs to start much, much earlier mm -hmm. than would usually be recommended um, yeah. you know, in, in studies. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, that is, um, is one of the main, the main stay, how early to start the, the, the progesterone um, replacement. Yeah. Yes. And one last thing I wanted to get to before we finish, it's that, so, I mean, as unreal as this is already. Mm -hmm. You also mentioned that the studies show that they don't even need to do it in these vaccines. They could do it the, other the, ways. The last paper, and I'll share that with you, is, um, was very clear that um, the, the, the link, the HCG, did not need to be linked to the tetanus vaccine anymore. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> they could link it to um, the E. coli molecule, okay? And the, so it could be in water supplies. It has to be in an injection. Ah. It, it means it would be. It can be put in any uh, anything that you inject. So uh, whether it would be other vaccines, whether it would be uh, the injectable contraceptives, whether it would be anything that you can inject into a woman. Uh, so it could be in the HPV vaccine, it, it a COVID be, vaccine, it, a, a, anything is susceptible anything, to this. Anything that uh, would be injected. Um, that you can put into an injection can then be a good carrier for this. Yeah. This is unreal and yet so unheard of. Mm. Dr. Wahome, thank you so much for joining us. Um, any closing words for us? No, um, I think uh, the only closing words I would like to have is um, it's important for people who are interested in truth to come together so that we are able to expose what is happening. Uh, because until the world comes to that understanding that there is actually a diabolical agenda, that there is somebody out there who doesn't think like the rest of us, who has no respect for human dignity, who has no respect for life, uh, and uh, has uh, the audacity to believe that they can control the population of the world for whatever their reasons are, if people don't get to the point where they believe this and understand that it is true, then we will not be able to confront this monster. And uh, if we have scientists out there who would be able to develop um, the, the reverse um, pregnancy test kit for us, um, we, we, we are ready to purchase 
so long as it can be um, provided and standardized so that once we do our test, anybody else in the world can do their test. And the minute that uh, antibody is demonstrated, we'll be very happy to share our treatment protocols. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this program. To see more like it, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. Check the links in the description to read more and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all the latest life, family, faith, and freedom news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.